Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. You know, Second Wind was developed for women going through transition. Your transition may be, oh, a change that has really turned your world upside down. Could be divorce, could be death of a spouse, could be children issues, could be parents issues. Whatever it is, it is a challenge and it is causing you stress and frustration. So Second Wind was created when I went through my own transition almost 20 years ago. And how through going that transition, I realized there was a need for a show like this, where women could go and listen to other women as they've gone through their transitions and how they offer to support you in your transitions. That's when I became a coach. And I am a transition coach, helping women transfer their lives from one place to another place. So sit back. And listen today, because I want you to really enjoy this program. I know you're going to, because it deals with something. I'm going to call this the subtle transition, and it's called aging. Now, I just celebrated a birthday yesterday, and uh, I'm very much in this group. I'm a 60-plusser, and so, you know, one thing that we cannot avoid is the inevitable, and that is the aging process. Called growing up when we were younger sounds so much more fun and like looking forward to something as it is now when they now refer to aging as you reach the stage when the changes are less appealing. I like to call it aging with grace. And it is true that time takes its toll on the body during this process. Gravity goes to work. Muscles become less flexible. Skin loses elasticity. And bodies, the bodily functions slow down. It's all a part of the natural process of aging. Today, some 78 million Americans, only Americans, we're talking not the world, are baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964. It's a fact that aging is sneaking toward every woman in that age group. In order to reduce the devastation of age on our body, it's important to understand just what aging process involves. 
So what does actually happen to my body, your body, as age creeps in? Well, I'm going to start with just one of the obvious, and that skin and hair changes. Hair turns color, but that also depends on heredity. But then the skin, oh my gosh, we start noticing the sagging under the eyes, the chin drooping a little bit. Eyes and ears change, less fluid in the eyes. The ears even have some transition. Then we come to perimenopause and menopause, which our guest today is going to really enlighten us about. Then we move on to heart and vein issues. Muscular skeleton system is adjusted and changed. Digestive system changes. Bladder, pelvic organs change. And the metabolism of the body changes. All of this is to say we can't ignore it. It's part of living this life. And we all agreed we go through this when we said, okay, we'll go to Earth in a little while. So I want to share with you our guest who is going to really enlighten us on a very important part that most of us go through and have some frustration with, in addition to the others that I've talked about. Dr. Anna Garrett has been a clinical pharmacist for over 20 years. While traveling her career path, she discovered that working with women in midlife is her true passion. Dr. Anna believes that suffering through menopause is not necessary. She offers a variety of services including hormone balancing, weight loss, and health coaching designed to help women in perimenopause and menopause escape from hormone hell. (laughs) And it can be hell, girls. And we feel amazing in the body so that we can rock our mojo through midlife and beyond. Dr. Anna is a doctor of pharmacy and board-certified pharmacotherapy specialist. She is also a certified intrinsic coach and has studied through the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. In 2011, she had a, quote, leap and the net will appear, end of quote, moment, and started her own business. Dr. Anna Garrett, welcome. We are so excited to have you here today. Well, I'm so glad to be here. I was listening to you run the list of all the all the changes that happen as we age. I just was kind of doing a body scan while you were t- talking about it, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. One could get a little depressed if they sat and just welled on what does happen to this um, this miracle that we live in, you know, I mean, it really is a miracle, but we don't expect the process to be as it actually turns out to be. And it's, we don't, why we don't study this and kind of understand it, uh, I don't know. Maybe we're well, putting. I, I, I tell my clients, I say, I think our mother should have given us a second talk about what's coming on, you know, how you get the one when you're a teenager. You need yeah. to have one when you get to be about 35 
when it all yeah. starts to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? And it all does change for different people. I mean, we all are, because we are so unique and so are unique as humans, it all changes and starts at different times, doesn't it, for us? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's such a huge spectrum of, of what goes on. And for some people, aging is just sort of like, a blip on the radar and then for others it just completely changes their quality of life and you know when you're talking about the different kinds of transitions I think menopause can be the mother of all transitions for a lot of women because it's just so so difficult mm-hmm. that's really the one we spend most of our time focusing on don't because well, we yeah. can actually be really miserable if we don't at least address it in some way either through chemical or natural um process right Well, and that's part of why i started doing what i'm doing because i just saw so much suffering out Mm -hmm. there um that that really is needless because a lot of um what can be accomplished in in making menopause easier is all based in in lifestyle changes so um, you know, it's not like you have to go on hormone replacement therapy. It's, it's, that's kind of the thought process that women have had for a long time is like, well, there's nothing I can do if I don't want to go on hormones. And that's just so not true. Yeah, right. So did you sort of, when did you personally start into uh, the hormone addressing the um, menopause? When you when actually I- entered it? yourself or prior to that i am 56 and you would think at the age of 56 i would be done with this business but Mm -hmm. no i am not so i mean i feel like i've barely gotten started right um, with you know sort of like every time i go to costco and buy a box of 100 tampax i'm like surely this is gonna be the last one (laughs) and it it never is so um anyway that's probably too much information but um (laughs) Well, no, there are other women out there that are probably thinking exactly the same thing. I'm ready. But, you know, I have a friend who went through early menopause. She was done at 38. So, you know, here I am. I'm 56. She was 38. And right. there's a whole whole range of things that go on in between those ages. And so perimenopause, which is the period that leads up to menopause, and just to explain to your listeners, menopause is actually one day of your life. So it's the day that marks one year since you had your last period. So everything oh, leading, yeah, really. Yep, Good that's it. That's simple. Um, huh. Everything before that is perimenopause, and everything after that is postmenopause. So um, oh. perimenopause is pretty much where all the action is, and that's when you're having the biggest hormone swings and the and the most symptoms, and things are just going kind of haywire and the problem is is that a lot of perimenopause symptoms are very vague and so you can you can have anxiety or insomnia or you may feel depressed Mm -hmm. um and so you know you run to your doctor and you're like gosh i'm having all these feelings what can i do and the next thing you know you have a prescription for an antidepressant or an anti anxiety medication or birth control pills and that is not fixing the root cause of what's going on so 
It's not to say that people who are women who are postmenopausal can't have symptoms because they very well can. Um, I mean, I've met seventy-year-old women that are still having hot flashes, but yeah. that's you know that's more unusual. But that perimenopause period that lasts between five and ten years is is really where um, a lot of women struggle. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break here. And when we come back, I really want you to tell us what is involved in perimenopause. What is it? I want to be able to notice. So when we come back, we'll be talking with Dr. Anna about perimenopause. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Dr. Anna, who's a pharmacologist but has spent years in in the menopause, premenopause, studying menopause, premenopause. Am I saying that right? Premenopause, you may want to correct Perry. me. Perimenopause, sorry. But we just learned an interesting fact. Menopause is one day. That's really interesting to me. Here I've been calling it a whole period of my life or the rest of my life. <laughs> but now yeah. I guess I'm in post, aren't I? Post-menopause. Yeah. But anyway, one of the things that's very important is that as we age, I don't really think we totally understand what does aging mean to us as women. We we know we're aging, 
we know we we see the wrinkles, we see the hair change, but we maybe don't understand all of the physical changes that we go through. And it's because we stay in perimenopause much longer in, in, in menopause to one day, uh, we need to understand how those symptoms kind of creep into our lives. And we can start very early, as early as Dr. Anna was saying, she had a friend that started at 35. So it's different for every one of us because each one of us is individually made. So Dr. Anna, how does someone really know that She's moving that part of what the symptoms that she's seeing, which can be depression or anxiety, is really part of this transition period versus maybe it is a medical issue that needs to be dealt with. Well, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I would say that if you are in your late 30s or early 40s, and you're starting to have symptoms that, and I'm referring right now to anxiety and depression and things like that. Yeah. You're starting to experience things that you have not ever experienced in your life, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, here it is. Um, think about hormone imbalance as a possible cause, because here's what happens. Um, I'm going to go into a little... Uh, a little physiology here, if that's okay, and just wonderful, yeah. People, the background of what goes on. So you're born with all the eggs you're ever going to have, and mm-hmm. so when you go through puberty, puberty, you start to release those eggs, and you ovulate every month, and you have a period, and you know life is good, and sometimes you get pregnant, and then mm-hmm. the other months you don't. Right. But as you get into your 30s, you become your your egg basket, as I call it, gets emptier and the eggs that are still there are less healthy and that's why it's difficult for women who are say in their late 30s or early 40s to get pregnant um you know when you're 17 if you even come near a sperm you're probably gonna get (laughs) pregnant because those eggs are like high high quality high grade so Mm -hmm. um you know your eggs get kind of old and tired as you get into your 30s right and then eventually you stop ovulating every month you may still have a period, but you're not ovulating, and if you're not ovulating, you're not making progesterone. Mm-hmm. So in the grand scheme of hormone balance, um, progesterone is the first thing to go. And progesterone is a calming hormone. So if you oh. think about anxiety, when you're all mm-hmm. worked up, what do you need? You need something mm-hmm. to calm you down. Well, if you don't have any progesterone in your body, it's not going to calm you down. So... Um, Progesterone also helps you helps prevent you from gaining weight. Um, it helps you sleep. It helps balance out estrogen so you don't have hot flashes. So mm-hmm. it really contributes to a whole host of things that are related to estrogen that's out of control. Right. Um, and so progesterone is the first thing to go. People don't realize what's going on. They go to their doctor. Their doctor says, you're too young to be going through this. And, (laughs) you know, they go away feeling dismissed and deflated and perhaps with a prescription for a drug that they don't need. Mm -hmm. Um, They may just need something to help balance out the progesterone to estrogen ratio. And that can be done with some supplements. And you can also use progesterone cream to um, 
balance that out as well. Well, you know, Dr. Anna, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think a lot of women don't realize they're going through this period until they start having the night sweats. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we all talk about. Right. The rest of it, we just go, oh, that's just, you know, I just get a little stressed. Or they could be going through another transition in their life and be very depressed. Uh, right. You know, when I went through my divorce, I was very depressed. And, and you know, about that time, I got on another medicine to help the depression. Um, so it can get it gets really fuzzy during that period because you do go through a lot of transformations. And... But you cannot miss the night sweats. You can't exactly. miss those. Exactly, and that's the thing we hear most about are the hot flashes and the night sweats, and that's what all you know the jokes get made about and everything else. Right. But there really are there are probably thirty four or more symptoms of perimenopause, and so one of the things that I'm really passionate about is teaching women to advocate for themselves and to teach them you know where to look and teach them to. Start learning now, if they're in their 30s, about what's coming so mm-hmm. that if, if things start to sneak up on them, they can go, oh, maybe it's hormone <laughs> imbalance. Yeah. And really sit down and have a conversation with their health care provider about what their options are. Um, there's, there's not really a good, reliable test to do to tell you if you're in perimenopause. Um, they can do an FSH test, which stands for follicle-stimulating hormone, and that kind of can tell you if you're moving toward menopause, but it really doesn't tell you anything about your balance of estrogen to progesterone because that, that, um, that relationship is really where the rubber meets the road. Well, what if a woman believes that she is going through perimenopause and she goes to her doctor and he says, oh, you're too early, can't be. What can she do? I mean, does she well, not need to know that information? Who will listen? <laughs> <laughs> Go to another doctor. Well, I always said I was I was waiting for the females to come on the on as doctors because once they understood what mm-hmm. we were going through, they would be more uh, sympathetic, more in touch with the transitions that we go through. Well, and I think menopause only recently has become something that, you know, there is a there is now a conversation about because mm-hmm. it used to be that, you know, we didn't talk about that. Right. Um, but now there's more of a movement, and maybe it is because there are so many more baby boomers who are moving through that transition that it is not, you know, uncool to talk about it now. And so there are a lot of websites out there you know, mine included, that have lots and lots of information that people can read um, and begin to educate themselves about what perimenopause looks like Mm -hmm. and what they can Mm -hmm. do about it. Right. What is your website, just to give them that information right now, since we're talking about it? It's com. Okay. And so you have all that support for us on your website. I do. I have all kinds of blog posts and information. Um, I actually have a private Facebook group called the Hormone Harmony Club, Um, and basically all anybody has to do is just ask to join it. I have to approve Mm -hmm. you just because I like to keep men and spammers out, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not like there's any any application process other than click click and join. (laughs) Yeah. 
Right. What a valuable tool to have when you go through, when you just need somebody to listen to you. These are my symptoms. Help me. (laughs) Right. And we've got 1,300 women, over 1,300 women in that group who, you know, are feeling comfortable talking about what's going on with their bodies. And we have people who have been through the same experience. And so um, what it really helps women realize is that they're, they're not alone and they're not, there's not something like horribly wrong with them. Yeah. It's just, it's just the transition that they're going through. Oh, that's a great support. I really, I'm excited about that. Um, so listeners, if you're, if you think you're going through uh, perimenopause, then go to that website. That'd be awesome to have. Yeah. I like. Me <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> So, okay, so we deal with the perimenopause for maybe 10 to 15 years sometimes for some women, right? Well, yeah, there was a study recently that looked at um, the length of perimenopause for women, and I think 14 years was the longest, and that was in African-American women. Um, Mm -hmm. But the average is, I think they found seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regardless of what the actual number is, it's a big chunk of your life. And, oh. you know, who wants to be miserable for seven and a half years, right? right. I mean, there's, right. when there's things that you can, changes you can make that, that'll help improve the quality of your life. Right. Yes. And so that's some of the topics that you all discuss, or are those found in your blogs on your website? Yeah, they're they're in my blog and they're also in the Hormone Harmony Club. We we talk about everything in that Hormone Harmony Club, girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no men in it. <laughs> there are no men. <laughs> oh, I love it. Woman territory. And, and and I don't allow people to promote products and things like that. I mean, I, if I have a, a special that I'm running, I put it on there. But I don't. There's no multi level marketers in there trying to sell all their stuff. So yeah, um, right. It's not cluttered up with not things that aren't useful. Okay, with with the short time we have before we go to break, what what are is there something you can kind of tell us about that would be the first step to identifying what sort of hormone well we only have about a minute here. Um hormone treatment one would decide upon? How she well, would can choose I talk about a couple of lifestyle changes that are oh, helpful definitely. first maybe in but a minute. Yeah, quick. Okay. Okay, so clean up your diet. So eliminate processed foods and sugar because those contribute to hormone imbalance. Avoid alcohol because that increases your estrogen levels and keeps you from sleeping well. And then sleep seven to eight hours a night because that helps balance out everything and allows your body time to heal and recover. Um, And I can tell you from personal experience, if you cut out alcohol, night sweats will almost certainly go away. Wow. Well, uh, okay, I want you to repeat those when we come back from break so that we can get our piece of paper and our pencils, and we'll have them to write that down. So when we come back, we'll be talking more with Dr. Anna about perimenopause. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are getting so much information today from Dr. Anna about perimenopause, which can start at 35. And she has just given us three things that we can incorporate into our lives that can start to change the frustration of some of the experiences that you will experience in perimenopause. So, Dr. Anna, would you repeat those for us so that we can write those down? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so the first thing is to clean up the way you eat. So avoiding sugar and processed foods is very helpful with hormone balance. Um, I would also say, you know, in the context of that, if you can eat, eat meats that are not commercially raised, that, that don't have hormones, that helps oh. too because then you're not exposed to extra hormones um, that you don't need. Right. So when we're buying chicken, we go to what? Like hens and things like that. We go to do you ever if you can if you can do pasture raised, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Um but I and I didn't know this until recently, it's actually illegal in the United States to give chickens hormones and antibiotics. Um so you'll see that on the label, that they have no hormones and antibiotics, but apparently no chickens have that. So, um, really? Yeah, that's what I, I read that really recently, and I was like, huh, well, so it's a big marketing ploy to put no hormones and antibiotics on the label. Yeah. can't do it anyway. Ah. Okay, so the, the next thing, number two, we've got number one, clean up our food. 
number two, um, clean up your alcohol use. And there are a couple of reasons for this. Um, alcohol interferes with sleep, and sleep is one of the most important things you can do for your hormone balance, and that was number three, so I'll get to that in just a minute. Um, alcohol also causes your body to produce more estrogen, and most of us do not need more estrogen because we're exposed to it in our environment all the time. Uh-huh. The third thing that happens with alcohol in the context of weight gain is that because it's so refined, it is burned by your body first as a fuel source. So that means that everything you eat after you drink gets stored as fat. Um, so alcohol is, is not your friend if you have hormone imbalance. And I have had clients who, especially the ones that had night sweats, when they cut out alcohol, the night sweats went away. Um, mm. So they were able to recognize, hey, that's a trigger for it, and then make conscious decisions about what they wanted to do um, so they knew if they went out to a party and they drank a couple of glasses of wine, they were going to have hot flashes, and they were willing to accept that. Right. But it, they did cut back um, so that, you know, during the week or whenever, they were not miserable anymore. And then, so, this, so this one glass of red wine that people have, that we have been told is good for us, really prevents our meal that follows going to our body. Goes to fat. Well, your body may need more calories than that one glass of wine. One glass of wine has about 120 calories in it, but it will be used first. Yeah. So if you eat a big meal on the back of that, you may store, you know, an extra 120 as fat. um, I see. Somewhere. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. Never heard that. Okay. Number three? Number three was sleep. Um Sleep is the time when our bodies get to rebalance and restore themselves. And so I recommend that my clients get seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Um, The other thing that sleep does is it helps lower cortisol levels. And cortisol is one of your stress hormones that can actually interfere with the way your um, sex hormones work. And when I say sex hormones, I mean estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So stress management um, is really critical, and sleep is a big part of stress management. So would you recommend uh, artificially um, encouraged sleep, or would you just keep encouraging us to strive to get rid of the other things so we can sleep? In other words, a lot of people will say, oh, I take a, a pill to make them help them sleep. I think people get dependent on those pills to help them sleep. Yeah. Um, You know, in spite of what the drug drug manufacturers may tell you, and it may not actually be a physical dependence, but as someone who is a veteran insomniac, Mm -hmm. I know that um, if I did not have something to help me sleep, I would stay awake all night worrying that I was not going to sleep. So, um, and I asked my doctor about this actually a while back. I was like, so would you rather have me taken something or would you, you know, and, and possibly be dependent on it or would you rather have me not sleeping? And she's like, I'd rather have you sleeping. I'm like, okay, fine. That's interesting. Um, but yeah. what I would say is, you know, if it's, if insomnia is something new for one of your listeners, that is one of the earliest signs of hormone imbalance. And I would say get your hormones checked out 
and get the imbalance fixed if you have one before you resort to um, sleeping medications. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really the studies that have been done about the sleeping medications show that the quality of the sleep that you get by using those is not as restful and restorative as what you can get on your own. Mm-hmm. And that, um, especially in the case of Ambien, that you that you really only get like 25 extra minutes of sleep. So I'm like, well, great, is an Ambien addiction worth 25 extra minutes of sleep? I don't think right. so because I've had to get off of that one before, and it is not fun. So is it a crawl over the counter type of sleeping aid like uh, a PM or one of the yeah. like Tylenol PM or something like that? So the PM part of all of these products is, is Benadryl or diphenhydramine. So if you don't need the Tylenol piece, just get some plain Benadryl and do that. Um, oh. Yeah, so yeah, anything that's got PM in it has got Benadryl. So if you if you're if you're not in pain, Right. take a pain reliever to go along with it because you're just unnecessarily, you know, making your liver process the Tylenol piece of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, great information. So yeah. it, with Benadryl, the biggest drawback for it is that it can um, leave you feeling kind of hungover when you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And if you take it every night, what you'll find is you need increasing doses to do the job. So I would recommend, you know, that as a once in a while thing um, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, I've given Benadryl to my dog because the vet said I could give it to her. And I've noticed how well she sleeps after I give her oh, yeah. Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh. <laughs> Um, so tell us about the next decision that once we realize that we are going through this transition, we have to make a decision. We go see the doctor, we have, and he recommends some sort of support for our hormones. And you, as always, do I go chemical? Do I go natural? What do I do here? What's the best way for me? So your guidance, well, please. <clears throat> so a lot of doctors are still very much afraid of prescribing hormone therapy, And let me give your listeners a little bit of background on that. Um, You know, before 2002, estrogen pills were being dispensed like they were M&Ms. Right. Um, And and everybody who had gone through menopause was on hormone replacement. Yes. And they did a study that took a – it was a huge study that looked at – what they were trying to see is if if estrogen had benefits for um, bone health and Alzheimer's and heart disease – and they also wanted to look at breast cancer risk. Well, what they did was they divided the women into two groups. One group had had hysterectomies, and they only gave them estrogen. And mm-hmm. then the other group um, still had their uterus, and they got synthetic estrogen and synthetic progestin, which is mm-hmm. not the same as progesterone. Um, oh. And and what happened, the study ended up being stopped early, and it showed that the women who got the combination therapy had an increased risk of breast cancer, blood clots, heart attacks, and strokes. And so all of a sudden, in 2002, all of these millions of women were ripped off of hormone replacement to kind of fend for themselves. Well, you know, doctors stopped prescribing it because they're like, well, oh, my God, I can't, you know, put my patients at risk of breast cancer and heart attacks and strokes and blood clots, which I certainly understand. But when they went back and did a a different analysis of the data, 
what they found was that the synthetic progestin was the piece of the puzzle that was causing the problem. So the women who were on estrogen alone actually had a slightly decreased risk of breast breast cancer. Mm. Um, They did have still the increased risk of heart attacks and blood clots and strokes because they were given oral estrogen pills. Those have to go through your liver, and that's where that risk comes from is in that processing in the liver. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Do we... here's my, my two cents on, on hormone replacement. Um, oh, it's good. a very individual decision, and it really boils down to quality of life. And there is so much misinformation out there about what's safe and what's not. And I would say if a woman wants to do hormone replacement, she should use an estrogen patch or cream because Mm -hmm. it goes through the skin and does not have to go through the liver and doesn't have that same risk of heart attacks, blood blood clots, and strokes. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I would recommend either a progesterone cream or progesterone pills. And progesterone pills are especially effective if you have insomnia. So um, if insomnia is not a problem, then progesterone cream is fine. Mm. So those products are bioidentical. So that's what you're looking for. So anything that says estradiol or progesterone is considered bioidentical or quote-unquote natural because that is the same chemical compound that your body makes. Yeah. All okay. These, all these other things are synthetic and would not be my first choice. Right. Well, that's a, you know, that really does help us in eliminating a lot of the confusion just to look for those natural things. So <clears throat> we're going to go to break now. And when we come back, I want you to be able to, uh, I wish you all could just call in and ask your questions because I know you've got questions, uh, but we'll get uh, Dr. Anna's information so that you can go to her website and possibly get your answers from her website. So when we come back, we will listen to our final time with Dr. Anna and um, see how she can give us good advice. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wave. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We have been talking about the major transition that ladies go through these days, and that is, of course, the aging of the body, which brings on perimenopause, menopause, and all the, the situations and conditions that go with that. Um, you know, originally I gave you all of the things that changed in our bodies, and it could have been a little depressing, but there's good news. I mean, every year they, they add newer um, information to address this, but Dr. Anna has been so valuable today in giving us a direct route to happiness during menopause and during those changes. So no longer are we considered over the hill or at the end. It's merely a transition in our life. And the more knowledgeable we are about that transition, the easier it is. The more we understand it, it's just part of living this life. So when we went to break, we had just finished talking about the natural hormones that you can use to benefit your body during this transition. And Dr. Anna has a wonderful offer on her website. So would you please let the people know where they can go to talk with you over the uh, Internet on the Facebook page and all that information you have for them, Dr. Anna? Well, I have I actually have a special offer going on just for this week that is not on my website, so I want to talk about that for just a second because your um, listeners will need to shoot me an email to get the details about that. Um, okay. For this week only, I'm offering a complete hormone testing panel plus a, a one-hour consultation with me and four weeks of email follow-up for $497. And this is a great deal because I normally charge 997 but I'm trying to look for ways to um, make my services more accessible to more people. Yeah. So that is an offer that is not on the website. And if you want details about that, please email me at info at com, and I will be happy to share all of that with you. Um, I also have a free ebook on my website. It's called uh, Nine Steps to Escape Hormone Hell. And <laughs> it has all kinds, of, <laughs> all kinds of tips and tricks and information in there to, that you can actually put into practice today to start 
um, overcoming some of your hormone symptoms because, like Joyce said, um, knowledge knowledge is really power in this transition, and it helps you be not afraid of what is going on with your body, and instead embrace it and go, oh, well, I can I can manage this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have other ways to work with me on my website. I do customized hormone management plans for people. I offer testing. And then I also have a weight loss program called Lose Fat Over 40 that um, I'm currently in the middle of running a group right now, but I'm hoping to offer that again in May. And I also can do that as a one-on-one program with people as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've got tons and tons of blog posts about every topic under the sun. And um, feel free to go have a look. And if you have any questions at all, info at com is the best way to reach me. Well, I love all those things you're offering. I think they're valuable, and we need to step up and take participate them, take control of where we are and what we look like and how we make it through this transition. But I do have a question for you. What's this deal about the tummy? You know, we've got the tummy that keeps coming out, 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 out. And I was, as I was doing my research for our show today, I did read about now in the aging process, it all goes waist down is where the fat settles out. So uh, what is it about this tummy fat? How do we address it? Well, so what happens as you as your estrogen levels go down, the fat actually moves from your butt up to around your waist, and that is part of the aging process, unfortunately. Um, it's not very cute. But the biggest <laughs> thing that goes on with the fat around your middle is yeah. um, your stress levels. Uh, cortisol, which I mentioned earlier, causes your body to want to store every calorie it it gets and where it deposits it is right around your middle. So if you've got um are you calling my middle my tummy because my tummy is in the front and I have love handles on the side. So what are you calling that? I call it meno middle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um you can have cortisol tested. In fact, that's part of what I do in my test panel with people to look at how your body is handling stress. And then there are things that we can do that are targeted to helping alleviate the hormone imbalance of cortisol. Um, mm-hmm. Joyce, the other thing you can do is cut out sugar, my friend. <laughs> I know. You just said the <laughs> nasty word. Sugar. And I know we had a little chat offline about that. Yeah, we did. But, um, Sugar is my challenge. That's, uh, that is an excellent way to do it. So, again, it's all back to, to clean eating. I mean, I cannot say enough about how important it is to eat a really, really clean diet when you get to be this age. Um, you know, 80% of weight management is about the food you're putting in your body, and only 20% mm-hmm. is about the exercise you're doing. So the balance is overwhelmingly tipped toward the quality of food that you are putting in your mouth. So all those push-ups that we can do or those pull-ups or sit-ups are only addressing 20% of the fat. Well, from a weight management standpoint, but from a bone health standpoint, 
weight-bearing exercise or any form of exercise that helps you maintain muscle mass is a good thing because as we age, I'm sure you're aware of this, I know I am, we start to lose our muscle mass. And being able to maintain that into your 70s and 80s is what's going to keep you getting up out of a chair and, you know, doing what you want to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And so that was my main reason that I started lifting weights four years ago was well, I was like, you know, I'm not letting this thing get the best of me, so I'm going to do something about it. And right. so that's what I do personally. So the walking, can that be your, um, um, oh, oh, sorry. What kind of exercise is walking? Weight bearing. Walking is? Uh-huh. Oh, I wouldn't have considered that as much. Um, well, so weight bearing is anything that you have that you have some sort of impact. So if you think about it, when you put your foot down, you've got the whole weight of your body that's coming down on your foot. So that's right. weight bearing. Um, walking can also be a form of cardio if you go fast enough. Right. Swimming is cardio, but it's not weight bearing. Um, but what I recommend is that you include two days a week of weight training which mm-hmm. helps build muscle mass, and I'm not talking about bulking up muscle mass. I'm talking about right. maintaining what you have. Yeah. Um, that is the very best thing that you can do for your bones, beyond calcium, mm-hmm. beyond anything. It is the best. Oh, okay. So what is your routine, your personal routine that you do? Two days so, of, of weight lifting in the gym? Yeah. Can you do it I at home, a, or do you go to a trainer. Gym? And um, he he does he writes my weightlifting program, and so I go two or three days a week, and I do that. So I've gotten to the point where I can actually deadlift my weight. Um, cool. So I, can, I can pick myself up twelve times. Um, but you don't you don't need to do that. There are if you Google um, there's, a, there's a website called Greatest G R E A T I S T. And there's 50 weight-bearing exercises that you can just do with your body weight. So you don't need special equipment necessarily or to have to go somewhere to accomplish, you know, good results when it comes to this. Now, what was the website again? G-R-E-A-T-I-S-T dot com. Okay. And if you just search on 50 weight-bearing exercises, it'll come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I share this cool. with my clients all the time. Well, we have so much homework to do. I, I knew this topic was just going to be rich with so much information for us, and we could easily go on and talk another show about all of this. I almost would. We need to review this twice a year so that <laughs> we can always we can do that. stay fresh on it. So, um, but the I do hope and I encourage my listeners to go and take your look at your offer the special offer that you've got this week and then also at your programs it just sounds so beneficial for um, taking care of the body taking it on and uh, conquering or getting some control in the area certainly going back to the gym or using that weight bearing is needed I can see that my mother is 98 years old, and, of course, her bone mass is Neil. I mean, she's right. just, uh, you know, at that age, it really is. And I see so many people at 
at 50 and 60 struggling with walking because they are so heavy. We as a society have gotten so heavy uh, by our food choices. And I promise Dr. Anna I will get off my sugar. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I had to have that piece of cake last night. Well, of course. It was your birthday. Of course. Um, but the thing about it is, you know, if you're overweight, your fat cells actually make more estrogen. So it's a, it's really a vicious cycle. Um, and then there's the whole issue of, you know, insulin resistance to talk about, which we're not going to mm. do today because that's a whole other show all by itself. Right. Um, but it, they're all interwoven, and there's no way to really just focus on one piece you know, and pick that out as the thing you want to work on. But I would just say cleaning up your diet is the best place to start for any of this stuff. Well, we'll close with that wise, those wise words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Dr. Anna, for being with us today. It's, uh, It's really important that we get this information. And you presented it beautifully. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're so fun. So thanks. So next week we will be continuing on transition, but there's lots of good information in this. Once it's posted today, you may want to go back and listen to it again because there was so much information in this show. And I think it is very important for us to realize we have the power to take control of even the premenopause stage of our life. So when I see you next week, when I talk with you next week, let's share the good life. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services 